You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. If I had to pick a beginning to this bizarre story, I guess it would have to be the dream. Yeah, definitely the dream. That's when it all started. That's me, Jeremy Capello, sitting inside the tuba. If I appear disoriented, it's because I don't know how to play a tuba or any other musical instrument. I'm not in the band. That's Candy Andrews. She's a cheerleader. I think she likes me. But for some unknown reason, I can't keep my eyes off Darla Blake, musical prodigy, Juilliard candidate, perhaps, but not what you would call centerfold material. In fact, Darla Blake is not someone you would call, period. Then comes the note. I can't believe it, but I'm fascinated. Follow me. It seemed like a good idea at the time. So I went for it. Suddenly, I'm in the girls' locker room. No man's land. The forbidden zone. I'd heard the horror stories. Men caught in here were castrated and made to pass out towels for eternity. A living hell I could do without. And then I see her. She's gorgeous. Is this the same Darla Blake? Without being too obvious, I check out her birthday suit. She asks me to take a shower with her. I tell her I'm clean, but she insists. Make love to me, she says. I tell her we're moving too fast. I offer to take her to lunch instead. I, I, I... Suddenly, there's a new babe in my arms. I'm shocked. I excuse myself and ask, where's Darla? She tells me to kiss her. I say, whose dream is this anyway? I'm looking for Darla. She tells me to kiss her again. I refuse. First episode of VHS Gems on the Geek Elite Radio Network. God. <laughs> All these podcasts. So many podcasts on that network. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing over there. Apparently, they just have all kinds of free time. God, right? It's like these people should get jobs you don't, or something. You don't need to just put down every thought in your head on a podcast, okay? It just doesn't need to happen. Keep and, some stuff to yourself. And yet, <laughs> yet, we're doing it. You're welcome, everyone. So, I'm Mitch, and my partner in this podcast is... Chris. And why don't you go and explain to him what VHS Gems is. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Uh, we were both born in the 80s. This is correct. And so we grew up. At least that's what it says on my birth certificate. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your mom, your mom always says that she found you in a dumpster, so. <laughs> we had to put down some date. <laughs> um... So yeah, we grew up, uh, watching VHS tapes, and... You know, everybody knows Ghostbusters and Back to the Future and all that good stuff. Right. But there was a lot of stuff that we watched that, that nobody knows about. That's right. <laughs> and you try to explain these things to these people. They're like, you mean uh, Goonies? No, no, no. No, no. not that. <laughs> not talking about Goonies. We're talking about something else here. <laughs> We're talking about those VHSs at... I, back then, Blockbusters or your local video rental store, even Circle K. I remember when you could rent movies at Circle K. Right, that was weird. <laughs> and you could go, you could rent movies at your local uh, grocery store. So it was back there in the far corners, and no one rented it. There was only the one copy, but you grabbed it because. Whatever flashy picture was on that cover box just caught your eye. It looked awesome. <laughs> So that's what we're doing here. We're taking these old movies that we remember watching as as children and um, no one ever talks about anymore, and we're going to review them or and so much review them as just talk about them and reminisce. Because these are all awesome. <laughs> There's what? no review needed. Exactly. <laughs> these are it's, great. It's exactly what it is. So if you think about it, that's what you know. 2015 is all about, being nostalgic about the 80s and 90s. So... <laughs> So our first movie, yes, kind of a Halloween theme coming out the week of Halloween, 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because when we were planning on doing this podcast, we thought of like 10 movies, five each, and they all kind of fell into a Halloween theme. <laughs> it's true. I think the first four or three from each of us was kind of like just happened to be that way. Yeah. And then we had to think for the last two of what would go along with this Halloween monster theme. That's exactly how it went down. So some of the other options that were in this 10 were um, uh, My Mother's a Werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> my Boyfriend's Back. <laughs> best uh, zombie movie ever. Best zombie movie ever. Um, you know... Uh, my stepmom's an alien. You get the gist of it. So our first movie is My Best Friend's a Vampire. Yes. <laughs> so great. So, so great. I mean... And I say that having just seen it for the first time. So this was one of my picks. Yes. <laughs> 1987, My Best Friend is a Vampire, uh, directed by Jimmy Houston and written by Tab Murphy. Now, <laughs> if you don't know who Tab Murphy is, then we can't help actually you. looking him up. I mean, obviously he's not a, a well-known name. What? But looking him up on his IMDb page, you actually do like a lot of the things that really? he's done. He's written a lot of animated movies. Um, awesome. Just to go through a few, Batman Year One, the animated movie. Sweet. Um, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Oh my god. <laughs> Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, Tarzan, Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Brother Bear, Brother Bear 2, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. I mean, these are all... He was the head writer for Thundercats, wow. the TV series, and Teen Titans Go. So oh my he god. writes a lot of... like. My Best Friend is a Vampire was his first gig, his first uh, movie gig. That's awesome. So... <laughs> well, he started out great. <laughs> I think they saw his talent in this movie <laughs> and decided just to take it from there. Uh, now, on the other hand, Jimmy Houston, not so many directing credits to his name. <laughs> <laughs> Before My Best Friend is a Vampire, he had a movie called Final Exam, Death Driver, and Dark Sunday. Never heard of any of these. I have not either. <laughs> uh, after that, he had a movie called a TV movie called The Wharf Rat. And High Tide, a TV series, one episode of it. Well, that's one hell of a series. Also, never seen, never heard of these things. So, um, so I'm going to say doing well for him. I'm going to have to say Jimmy Houston did not have as good a career as Tad Murphy. <laughs> Maybe he's just living off the residuals from my best friend as a vampire. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he just got. Paid from us watching this. He did. That's you know, it, it cost us two ninety nine to rent it on That's Amazon. Right. So he's getting some. He's gonna get that paycheck in the mail. It says twenty five cents. You know, know, I'm I'm actually surprised that this wasn't more difficult to find. Like it's available on Amazon. It's available on YouTube. It was really easy to find this. It really was. You know, and I think that's the the great thing about. Amazon and YouTube now, you can find a lot of these old movies that no one remembers, no one really wants to watch again. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, this was 1987. I remember this movie mostly because it was part of the era of HBO only having the one channel, and if they had a movie, they were playing that movie at least three times a day. Nice. <laughs> and five days a week So <laughs> it was on all the time It was one of those ones that I knew front and back And it wasn't Once Bitten Because I, I remember watch, watching Once Bitten yep. before watching this And every time this one came on I was thinking, oh is that one? No, it's not Once Bitten It's My Best Friend's <laughs> a Vampire Similar storylines Very similar <laughs> Very similar storylines But um Definitely taken a different way. The vampires in this one are good. It's true. <laughs> that is very true. And Robert Sean Leonard and Jim Carrey at the time kind of looked similar. Very similar. So obviously they were going for a look. It's true. Skinny, pale, white guys. <laughs> now Robert Sean Leonard. Most people might not recognize the name right off the bat. But you know him. But you do know him. <laughs> He's been in things. <laughs> Biggest role, probably? 
probably Wilson in house. Doctor Wilson, Doctor James Wilson in house, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> From then on, uh, I think you'd have to say that this is probably the first movie where or, this is where he gets his best friend is a jerk, <laughs> kind of a douchebag. <laughs> this is actually a direct prequel to House. <laughs> so Doctor James Wilson is a vampire. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I mean, I don't, I don't see how you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, see, you know, the good thing about these vampires that they set up in this movie is that, they, you know, the sunlight is not a big problem for them. Only if you're a living vampire. Though. Oh, no, if you're a dead vampire. Well, yeah. Or if you're a living... dead vampire, it's a problem. If you're a living vampire, the sun isn't a problem. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was the difference between the girl at the beginning of the movie that changes him into a vampire. At that point, she was a living vampire and right. then she when the vampire hunter kills her she becomes a undead vampire i guess their they, rules they were, really didn't explain they were it. real fast and loose with their rules they were <laughs> but you know it's the 80s like oh my god watching this movie like <laughs> i was so confused right off the bat the title's confusing okay my best friend is a vampire so I'm thinking, okay, Robert Sean Leonard is the main guy in this. He's not going to be the vampire. It's going to be his best be the... friend that's going to be the vampire. <laughs> wrong. Very wrong. Right off the bat, plot twist. Yeah, see, the character that the implied from the title is that the best friend is the one that you're following throughout the story, and his friend turns into a vampire. But right. that's not the way to do it. However, the Australian title for this movie... Was I was a teenage vampire. That makes a lot that more sense. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know why they decided to go POV best friend in the title alone. Because yeah. mm. his best friend plays a big part in the movie, but he's not, like, essential. No. Not I guess, yeah. In any way, really. <laughs> I mean, the biggest, the biggest uh, part for him in this movie is the best friend. And the best friend's name is... Um, yeah. What was it? Ralph. Yes. Ralph. Ralph is is mistaken by the vampire hunter as the one that got bit by the female vampire in the beginning of the movie. Right. So they're even chasing he him. he didn't even go in the house. He didn't that go in the house. Was... Well, it was his car. Well, true. He, for some reason, he drove his friend to this sexual encounter, which is kind of weird in itself. Mm. He didn't drive, though. So, I mean, it makes sense. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, he doesn't have a car. Right. So, you know, Jeremy Jeremy Capello, who Robert Sean Leonard plays, doesn't have a car, but he does know how to drive. Kind of. He gets that BMW later. Oh, yeah. That's true. He is His vampire mentor. (laughs) His vampire mentor, who uh, goes on to be security officer for... Deep Space Nine. Oh, is that, is that what he right. did? That's right. He's Odo from DS9. So he lives long enough to be in Star Trek. Hell yeah, but oh, he okay. keeps his shape-shifting ability. <laughs> Which we find out in uh, My Best Friend is a Vampire that vampires not so much can turn into bats. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. They can turn into cats and, and dogs, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because that's not ridiculous. That's not ridiculous at all. Well, like, he constantly, as the mentor, is referring to vampires as being part of a pack. So, turning into the wolf, I get, wolf, dog, whatever he is, Mm -hmm. makes a little bit more sense. He wants Jeremy to constantly be part of the pack, learn the rules. He gives him a handbook, almost uh, a la. the handbook for the recently deceased in Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's, it's a handbook that tells you everything you need to know about becoming a vampire and tra- transition into that life. You know what's funny? Because I... Well, I'm sure we'll get to it later when we get to some of these other movies. But that must have been a thing, like, around the 80s. <laughs> because I, I'm pretty sure that's also in uh, My Boyfriend's Back. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I'm pretty sure they give him a handbook. Like, oh, hey, you're going back to Earth as a zombie? Here you go. Here's your handbook. Here's your handbook. But no. Okay, well, yeah, we'll get into that movie when we get into yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I wouldn't doubt it. That's It's very much uh, everybody was getting VCRs, and you had a little owner's manual for that. You know, CD players, so that everybody – that's very much 
I need the owner's manual so I know how to work this out. Right. 80s. <laughs> so you got you got into the 80s. You got your owner's manual and you got your bag of coke, and that was hey, 80s. that's all you needed. <laughs> So you were saying that um, that what was the character that plays Odo? Uh, Modok. 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 That's right. His name was Modok in the in the movie. Right. It's played by Rene Abergenois. Abergine. All those letters come out to be Abergine. No. Okay. <laughs> so A U B E R J O N O I S. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly how I said it. <laughs> so yeah, I think he would probably be the next biggest star to come out of this to go into something else. Probably because Star Trek is a huge following. It's true. It's unfortunate though because DS Nine seems to be the most hated out of all of them. <laughs> even though I, it's probably my favorite. I I couldn't tell you one way or the other. I know you haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I haven't gotten there, and I I almost seems like I'm refusing to finish off Next Generation because I just can't get into it. I don't know what it is that everybody loved about it. I'll stick with my Enterprise, damn it. Fair enough. <laughs> Enterprise is good. Okay, good. I, you're the only, the only person that will. Admit that. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) So there's not much trivia to this movie um, on the IMDb page. If you noticed, his best friend, Ralph, drives a Volkswagen... Either cabriolet or rabbit. They look exactly the same. They look exactly the same. Well, his license plate is B-V-R-H-U-N-T. So he's the, <laughs> he's the beaver hunter. <laughs> awesome. If that could tell you exactly what his character is all about in this movie, because he's the 80s character that's all about sex. Yep. So that's, yeah. Coming of age movies always have to have that best friend that's all about it. Uh, other than that, it's it, they say they filmed in both Houston and Los Angeles for this movie. Okay. And you can see a lot of... Houston skyline and uh, everything throughout the movie. So for the on location, makes sense. Otherwise, let's go through the movie in general. He st- the movie starts off with Jeremy talking about his reoccurring dream. Right in this reoccurring dream, he is the he's in the band, even though he isn't in the band in real life. Right, he doesn't know how to play an instrument, <laughs> but he has a tuba in this dream. Whether or not you want to get into what that means, <laughs> I don't know. But he says that on one hand, on one side of him is the girl that is obviously into him. The, like, cheerleader. Blonde hair, hot cheerleader. Likes. That everybody, yeah, everybody likes. And she's into him. And he wants, he wants to, to go out with her, too. But then on the other side of him is the smart, nerdy girl that... Is going to Juilliard and yeah. plays the what was it clarinet, flute, saxophone. saxophone, saxophone. That's right, saxophone. He she plays the saxophone and she's really good at that. And he, something is drawing him to her, Darla. Darla. <laughs> so oh, the cheerleader's name was Candy, by the way. So so very much stereotype <laughs> generic names for. These two type of characters. It's the 80s. It's the 80s. And he goes on to describe her, as, Darla, as a girl you wouldn't even look twice at. And I'm like, I don't know what girl that you think is in this movie, but she was pretty hot, too. It's true. I don't understand it. Again, the 80s. Okay. You so had to 80s. do that, like... Oh, she took off her glasses <laughs> thing, and now she's hot. You mean to be like, just like in uh, She's All That? Yeah. <laughs> she's exactly. got paint on her shoes. It's not, she's, <laughs> she's nerdy. What a hobo. <laughs> so, uh, in the dream, he then follows her into the girls' locker room, and it, a shower scene commences. And as the shower scene is going on, a third girl comes in and takes the place of Darla. Right. Girl he doesn't even know. Correct. Never seen before. We come to know later as being the vampire that turns him. Yes. So she has been entering into his dreams 
I guess a power that vampires have that they never explain. That we are led to believe that, I guess. <laughs> it's about the only conclusion we can make. <laughs> and then from that point, it turns into the nightmare because he's he now realizes that all the girls in the girls' locker room realize he's in there, and they're freaking out. They're they freaking pin out. him down, and a nun, nun pops comes out, out of nowhere, nowhere with. <laughs> fucking head shears and, and is about to castrate him and that's where he wakes up yeah and they never even they've never stated that this is a, a catholic school or no, anything no i don't think it is i'm pretty sure it's not but for some reason there's, there's just a nun, a nun, in the nun out of nowhere <laughs> from that point surprise we, nun <laughs> surprise nun sneak nun you know no. it's, it's the worst um from that point, we get to learn more about his home life, his family, his, his, his mother and his father, his best friend. He works at a grocery store uh, after school where he delivers groceries. He goes to go deliver groceries, and that's where he meets the female vampire that's entering in his dreams. He realizes, he recognizes her from, from his dreams. She tells him to come back later. He comes back later thinking that he's going to get some because it's been a long time as he's portrayed to his friend that he's gotten any so he he goes back and uh she proceeds to bite into his neck which in the movie she bites into his shoulder it's true it's very obvious in the shoulder yeah and then later on all the marks are it's very high high on his neck neck. (laughs) so then after that he is now vampire the Vampire Hunter, played by... Oh! Oh, played by uh, the scientist dude from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. That's right, the one that created the ooze. Yes. So, you know, he's in that, and he's the vampire hunter, and... The villain. He's the villain of of the the movie. movie. He's the antagonist. So he, he goes, scares young Jeremy out of the room. Jeremy runs into the streets with just a sheet around him, and... uh. He jumped into his friend's car while the professor goes and kills the vampire. Right. And then blows the mansion up. That's right. The mansion then proceeds to blow up. So Jeremy believes that it was the husband coming home, catching him, having sex with his wife. Uh, He then believes that he's also in trouble with the cops because the mansion blew up after he left. So he people are following him. It's either the husband or cops. And shenanigans happen throughout the movie. It's all about him learning oh, to, yeah, they do. to deal with his vampirism powers, uh, having to fall in love with Darla. Which he doesn't learn about at all. He really doesn't. He he tries to use, like... <laughs> well, it's like the... Mind powers. Modoc tells him, like... Work. Just says, you have the power of persuasion as a vampire. <laughs> he goes, really? I'll just start trying that. He goes, well, you should read the book first. He's like, nah, nah, nah. nah. I'll just check the index. I got time for <laughs> I don't have time for that. I fucked up with this chick. I gotta go get that I back. I gotta go correct that. <laughs> so, very much an 80s movie in the way that it's... Everything's fast camp and uh, shenanigans happen and there's a car chase and, you know... Everything is just ha ha ha. <laughs> it's very much everything's gonna have an happy ending. Yes. <laughs> so okay, so from then on, uh, he lets his best friend know that he's a vampire, and he doesn't believe him until like he shows him, "Hey, I don't show up in mirrors." <laughs> Which at first he was like, "Oh, that's just a trick." I see David Copperfield do that shit all the time. Well, the funny Whatever. thing is, is that Jeremy even didn't believe it. Like oh, he looks in the yeah. mirror, and he doesn't the mirror's see broken. <laughs> he keeps saying all the mirrors are broken. God, these mirrors just not working right today. <laughs> They're showing everything but me. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Right? You just got to turn them off and turn them back on again, though. If he, only he knew. <laughs> exactly. How, I mean, what what goes through your mind when you don't see yourself in the in the mirror and you just say, oh, the mirror's broken? I, how does the mirror break that way? I would not have jumped to that, nor would I jump to, I'm a vampire now. Oh, fair I would enough. be like, I'm fucking invisible. Let's do this. this As you awesome. walk out into the street naked, <laughs> everybody sees you. <laughs> You know, there's probably got to be some movie out there where said teenager goes invisible, too. 
I bet there probably is. <laughs> there has to be. I mean, there's every other uh, MGM monster out there. Why not the Invisible Man as a teenager? True. <laughs> we should we should find this. we should find that. I'm sure there is. <laughs> so okay, then the 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 main main conflict of the movie is him as a teenager having to go through becoming a vampire. Right. One of the things that he says is that he's uh Modoc tells him for every 10 years you only age 1 year. So his biggest gripe with that is that for the next 20 years he's still going to be a teenager. Right. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense after certain age it might be it, it's going to be better but you don't want to be 18, 19 for 20 years. True. Um Let's see. His so, craving for blood. Oh yeah, is, it's very big, and and they've gone the route of you don't necessarily need human blood or right. virginal blood, just blood, just blood in general. And to be a, a good, safe vampire, you can go to this uh, Whole all, Foods all night meat butcher, market. <laughs> yeah, meat market that has pig blood, and then. So he goes up to this butcher. It seems like everyone in this movie knows about vampires except like the four <laughs> characters that we follow. That's true. That's very true. They all seem to just be like, it's all hush hush and wink wink. Because yeah. the butcher is like giving him shit when he first orders pig blood. And he's like, you want pig's blood? And he's like, y- yeah. What's wrong with you? How about a, a, yeah, a quart? I need a pint. I need a whole pint. And, and then he gives him the pint. And he's First like, time, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's just, it's all good. You're okay. I got you. <laughs> You'll but, be all right. But at the at at that point, he gives him a, a pint that's in like a styrofoam cup, and it's yeah. very generic and blank. Right after that, they go into these scenes where he's picking up cans. Yeah, they do like this packs. weird montage <laughs> where he's like accepted himself as this badass vampire lord. He's like picking up six, like six packs of like Coors Light, pig blood. blood, and all kinds of shit. And he's got his own mini fridge in his in his yeah uh, his room. And he's blacking out the windows. Watching. Watching that montage, I was like, oh, this is clearly going to be like a dream sequence or something. Like, there's no way that this is actually happening. And then it it actually is happening. Oh, no, that's he's, canon. He's, like, <laughs> dressed like that, thinking he's a badass and just popping open these pig's blood. And, of course, he's wearing, he's wearing sports coats with... Uh, you know, polo shirts underneath it. Oh yeah, popping that collar. As That's soon right. as you become a vampire, you gotta pop that collar. You have up. to. <laughs> it is. It's, the new, it's, it's a rule. It's the new age wings. <laughs> so he's 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 accepted that he's a vampire at this point. Yes, he's he's doing workarounds for not having a reflection in the mirror, which kind of sucks to the point that he has to still shave every morning but you can't see himself in the mirror. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Once he gets an electric shaver, he'll be cool. That's true. You don't have to really worry about it so much. <laughs> um, so, he, at that point, he's still trying to get Darla back. Right. Because he's infatuated with this girl. Yes. <laughs> so, he, he goes to her Meanwhile, we haven't band. seen Candy since the first act of the movie. I don't think we ever see her again. I do, I'm, I'm almost positive we don't. Nah, who cares? It's done. She's a stripper somewhere. <laughs> She's still trying to go for that attention that she really, really wanted from Jeremy. So he shows up full, I'm an awesome vampire garb now at her marching band <laughs> practice and just walks right in the middle of it. Hey, you're a vampire. You can it's, walk wherever you want. Yeah, I mean, Whatever. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, so, you know, you got to take me back. Goes full Charles Xavier, fucking (laughs) two fingers to the temple. And he's like, yeah, you're going to listen to me now. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll listen to you. And he's like, yes, this is working. Now raise your right hand. And she raises her right hand. And then he's like, yeah, so we're going to go out and you're going to be cool. And she's like, yeah, you wish. And fucking walks away. I really thought since she had her hand raised that she was going to turn that into a, a... a fur, a oh bird. my god! Like I thought she was gonna flip him the finger, or like just slap him. Yeah, I was so waiting for that. It didn't happen, which it was strange. Really didn't <laughs> missed opportunity. Very missed. This is this is why you don't have a career, Jim Houston. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
See, we can say this 20 years after the fact. We know. We know how movies should be made. <laughs> as much crap as we're giving it, though, we did have a good time watching oh it. Oh, my God. I loved this movie. <laughs> it was so much fun. Did our own little uh, version of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. Kind of talking about it while I was going. There are definitely funny parts. Uh, one of the things in the montage when he's accepting the being a vampire is the... Uh, my future's so bright, I gotta wear shades song. Yes. And, like, I, I told you at that point, for the longest time, whenever I heard this song anywhere else, it made me immediately think of this movie. Because it makes sense. A vampire that goes out in the sun would have to wear shades. Yeah. <laughs> totally even, makes sense. Even in the scene in Blade, when they are putting their sunglasses on and then the helmets on so that they could be out in the sun, made me think of that song. Nice. Then this movie. <laughs> awesome. Vampire movies all have the same thing. I mean, okay, so in comparison to vampire movies now, we got Underworld, mm-hmm. Twilight, things like that. How yeah. does it? How do you think this rates up? Well, higher than Twilight, that's for sure. <laughs> Tell you that right off the bat. I'm trying to think. What was what was Twilight's got to be the last vampire movie that we saw uh, that's been out. Can you think of any other? Va- well, I guess there's like Dracula and Told. Yeah, I didn't see that. Although I did want to. Um, yeah, I can't really think of. Probably those are the pro- that's probably the biggest franchise for yeah. vampires lately. Um, maybe another Underworld movie coming out. I, I, I think I've heard rumors of. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm totally. De- let's have like Underworld fifty. <laughs> Come on, Kate, Kate Beckinsale, you can get in there and make another Underworld movie. I will support this series for at least fifty <laughs> movies. So finally, we get to this big showdown at the end of the movie between the professor. Oh, no, before that. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to get to the end yet. Let's let's take it back a few notches. So, Ralph gets kidnapped by the vampire hunters. Okay. And uh, Jeremy is in the process of trying to get Darla back. So, while that's happening, the vampire hunters show up and they're like... Hey, I've got this gun. It's like, I'm going to shoot you. You better come with us. And Ralph is just like, okay. Like, shit, I don't want to be shot. (laughs) So that happens. Jeremy finds out. He's like, oh, fuck. Got to go save Ralph now. Like, can't deal with you, Darla. And she's like, what? (laughs) You're going to blow it again? You want this, though. (laughs) Fine, I'll come with you. (laughs) So they go, and they're... They, like, run out to his BMW that he has, Nightman, the license plate, <laughs> license plate by the says way. Nightman on it. Uh, run out to the BMW, he gets in, <laughs> Darla is like, what's this BMW I've never seen before, we're just getting into, are we stealing this? Okay, I'll just get in anyway. <laughs> yeah, might as well just get She's in. She's just accepting things this whole time. <laughs> she is they totally go on along for the ride. This high-speed chase through Houston. Running away from cops. They, like... Do the whole twins riding on two wheels of the car <laughs> thing. Uh, and then finally they like flip over and the cops catch them and they're like, oh, let us help you out of here. Like, super nice. Like, the cops are just like, oh, this happens all the time. You're totally cool. So pull them out of the vehicle. They're like, not a scratch on them. And they're like, oh, my God, my my friend got kidnapped by vampire hunters. Oh, vampire hunters, you say? <laughs> this happens all the time, too. Man, we got to call this in. All right, so let's go get them. Yeah, you just get in the car right here, and everything's going to be cool. Yeah, let's go. Uh, you guys aren't coming with us? No. <laughs> you're down in the car. <laughs> you're, you're drunk. <laughs> Sober up, kid. You know, I have to give them this. The, the cops, the people who played the cops, the actors that played the cops in this movie were pretty pretty good. They're yeah. good timing and the, to, for the reaction of, you guys are ridiculous, we're going to play along. Kind oh, of my God. It was funny. That was amazing. <laughs> so then, Jeremy's locked in the back of the police car. Darla's up front because... She's not drunk, apparently. She's a victim in this. Yeah, she's just a victim. <laughs> and she's like, 
I got you. And steals the fucking police car. Now she's a criminal too. (laughs) No, no coercing whatsoever. She's just along for the ride for all of this. He didn't use his mind powers that he has recently found to have. Even when he was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a vampire. She was like, really? (laughs) Like, not surprised, not afraid, nothing, just... Kind of like, oh, that's a lame joke that you're playing on me. Oh, you're going to keep up with this? Okay, I guess I accept it then. Which, watching this for the first time, being 2015, I was expecting the plot to be much more complex. So, like, when she was totally cool with all of this, I was expecting her to be a vampire as well. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good little twist and something we wouldn't, or I guess we would have expected. So the twist is that she's not. Right? Everything was completely straightforward and exactly as they presented it. There are no no curves in this storyline whatsoever. None. Point A, point B, we're done. Let's get some coke. Exactly. Filmmaking now misses that. So then, okay, like we were saying, now it's the big uh, finale uh, face-off with Professor whatever his name is. Right. Uh, Professor Van Helsing. That's what I kept wanting to call him throughout the whole Might movie. Might as well. <laughs> and he, they have taken him to a, uh altar church in the middle of a cemetery. Right. Because if you're going to vanquish a vampire, what better place than holy ground, right? Might as well be sanctified ground. There you go. So he, uh, Jeremy breaks in as Ralph is... Tied down onto an altar, and they're about to put a wooden stake through his heart. Yeah, <laughs> and and the professor apparently has never noticed Jeremy like throughout this whole movie. Yeah, like he's only noticed Ralph, even though everywhere Ralph is, Jeremy is with him. So he busts in. He goes, "Oh, this isn't what it looks like. I don't know who you people are, but he's a vampire. Don't worry, we're trying to rid the this world of isn't him. murder that we're about to commit." And Jeremy's. Reasoning with him, like, look, you're, you're you're about to kill somebody. He goes, oh no, no, he's a vampire. So when I put this stake through his heart, he'll he'll just die. Or he'll just turn to ash. He'll turn to ash. Don't goes, worry about it. But if he's not, if he's a human, you're killing him. He's like, there's no chance of that. I've seen this dude. Totally a vampire. This <laughs> so whole he, time. He says, well, don't you have any tests that you can do on him first? <laughs> He's like, oh, whatever. I <laughs> guess I have this crucifix right here. Oh, it's not working? He's probably Jewish. Jewish, right. Jewish vampire. Obviously. I don't have a Star of David <laughs> on me. So, I mean, if you were an atheist vampire, then you're shit out of luck. There's yeah, no there's nothing. icon symbol that you could use against him. Apparently. So, then he then he proceeds to throw holy water on him? No. Or just go straight garlic. to garlic? Okay. They, they go straight to garlic. So, he pulls out this giant wreath of garlic. And you know, like, like you carry yeah, around. absolutely. <laughs> He's a fucking vampire hunter. Of course he carries around a wreath of garlic. A fucking bandolier of garlic, if you will. It's huge. Puts it around Ralph's neck, and Ralph is just like, "This is weird." Doesn't t- doesn't burn him. You gonna like let me go? And he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I guess you're not a vampire." <laughs> Cruc- that's it. You passed crucifixing and garlic. Fucking, you're obviously not a vampire. Unstraps him. Ralph immediately runs over to Jeremy. He's like, "Dude, awesome!" Gives him a big hug. Still wearing the bandolier of garlic, and Jeremy is like. Ah, shit. Because the garlic burns That him. hurts. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, oh, damn it. They're standing right there. They know the secret now. <laughs> Jeremy's the vampire. So thus they, they run. And then Benny Hill music. Uh, it should have been. Oh, wait, that's not Benny Hill. That's uh, close. That's close. It is kind of close. So he goes. They, they go running through the cemetery. Like you and, do. It, like you do. And they get a good distance away from him, and they're like, oh, there's the police car over there. That's the car we came we in. We ran the completely opposite <laughs> way we should have. So they go running the opposite direction, and then out of nowhere, the professor and his lackey Grimsdyke jumps out from behind a tomb. And <laughs> Matt Foley. <laughs> Matt Foley. Motivational speaker Matt Foley. <laughs> Lives in a van down by the river. We see the van very often in the movie. So often. So he, they jump out and they are, uh, they, the professor says, 
look, don't move. I have silver bullets in this gun, and I'm gonna take you out. So uh, you're gonna. I'm gonna wait there while I'm about to stake you with this steak, wooden steak. Yeah. And then as throughout the movie, because he's made this silver bullets uh, announcement several times, Grimsdyke keeps trying to tell him, but professor, and he never lets him talk. Right. So we get to the point where Modoc finally shows up. Nora shows up first. I That's believe. right, Nora. The the vampire the female vampire at the beginning of the movie. Who we believed was dead. So right. I guess there is a, a little bit of a curve in the there, plot. Okay, yeah, there you go. There's there's the twist. And it she didn't been, die. It could have been seen if, Or she kind of died. If you Who paid knows? attention to Modoc's dialogue earlier with the whole dead, undead, living vampire, yeah. it's it's weird. So he, she shows up and Professor's like, ah, I killed you. I don't understand what's going on here. And she's just like, whatever. <laughs> don't worry about that. that. Death is temporary kind of thing. So then Modoc shows up and he's just strutting along and the Professor seems to know him. He, yeah, he has like, like a personal grudge against Modoc for some reason. He's like... Oh, I've waited all this time to kill you, specifically. <laughs> specifically you. And he just empties this revolver into him. And Modoc doesn't even flinch like he got shot. Bullets don't even show up in Modoc. <laughs> nah, nothing happens at all. We just hear gunshots. And then they're like, oh, what the hell? You just got, like, shot all up. And he's like... Psh. Silver bullets are for werewolves. You guys are dumb. <laughs> in which I had to say, apparently they didn't see Blade. Because that's all about <laughs> silver in that. That's true. Well, and um, Underworld, they use it as well. well. I think they use the silver for for werewolves in that. Yeah, they, but they also... They use sunlight bullets for... Yeah, which are in silver casing. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. So we got, yeah, for some reason in the future we decided to incorporate silver into the vampire mythos. Kills everything. It kills everything. So uh, Nora and the rest of the female pack of vampires oh, yeah. take the professor away. Yes, because <laughs> the professor was like, oh man, well... <laughs> You're going to let me go because I'm the good guy here. <laughs> and Modoc's like, nah, man. <laughs> oh, you're going to kill me? Nah. Not quite that way either. He just snaps his fingers and bitches show up. <laughs> just ton of bitches. <laughs> Vampire bitches. That's right. Show up and they're like, tee-hee-hee. And they take him like 20 feet away behind a tombstone so privacy yeah <laughs> when you're turning someone you gotta have a little bit of privacy right exactly I mean, they're not savages <laughs> so they and they proceed to turn the professor yes and he turns instantly and, which is jeremy took like a day or two uh, yeah. to go through his change the professor was like 10 seconds he, he, he's he was just all for it pale fucking good to go Apparently, when you're older and weaker, the change happens quicker. Uh, Who makes knows? sense. Scientifically speaking, that makes sense. Why not? <laughs> so, so uh, Modoc says, you know, why not turn an enemy into an ally, right? Right. So that now the professor is his is uh, his um, is his consort. He's his ally. He's a vampire now. Yep. He's going to go and be part of the Children of the Night. Modoc offers Jeremy one last time to come join his pack and be part of their their crew, but then he says, "No, I still got to finish high school." Kind of thing, very eighties joke. Yep. <laughs> got to stay in school, not do drugs. <laughs> and and then Grimsdyke is left on his own to take off because they didn't want to make him into a vampire no. and he's pretty inept on his own so he'll probably die in that graveyard he'll probably die in the car chase that the cops are following him <laughs> because they think for some reason that he was the one driving the police car yeah <laughs> true so that's essentially where the movie ends ah oh, so 80s and <laughs> so amazing it's so so great I had a great time rewatching it. Oh my god! So I'm glad. What it sounds like, you had a great time rewatching yes. it. Um, the the parents, 
the parents were a particular joy oh, to watch. That's right. It, they had the big uh, reveal, or not reveal, but they, as the as their son is going through this vampire change, he's obviously acting erratic and and emotional and different than yeah. he normally does. So their immediate jump to, because in the eighties was either your kid is on drugs, yeah. Or your kid is gay. Yeah. <laughs> and they jumped to, our kid is now gay. And they were very accepting. Very accepting that, of it. I, it was very progressive of this it movie. It really was. They were like, well, our son is now, in, her biggest gripe is, I really wanted to have grandchildren. Yep. But that, hey, she was okay with it. She's ready to accept it. So she meets them in the cemetery. The mom and the dad meet the, the friend girlfriend and jeremy in the cemetery because they always have a police scanner going in their house listening to it for like speed traps which is very tenuous <laughs> um, which i guess would is the the reason why they do it is to either to pay off the one joke earlier where they they escape the professor right. using the speed trap and then for this later on right when, they show up at the cemetery to be like oh our son was on this, the police scanner kind of thing yeah because he like Talks into the radio, puts out an APB, and then is straight up just like, oh yeah, I stole this police car, <laughs> mom and dad. Sorry. So, uh, so when they get to the cemetery, they're like, son, we don't know what you did tonight, but we want you to know that we know that you went through a change, and we're very accepting. And, and he's okay like, oh my god, you know that I'm a vampire? But he Without doesn't actually say saying that. vampire, yeah. No, we can't have that. He just says, you know? I can't believe you guys know this whole time. Well, here's my girlfriend, I guess, now, Darla. <laughs> and they're like, girlfriend? Oh my what? But immediately they're accepting. Okay, they're cool. Like, yeah. You're not gay. <laughs> awesome. But they don't ever say gay. They don't. So it's, it, it's, you would think that he would be like, they would have dialogue where, okay, then what is it that you're accepting, you know? Cause, right? Or what, she'd be like, oh, uh, I don't know what it is that you were going through then, but she's okay because <laughs> he has a girlfriend now. Exactly. So all is right all with the world. Pretty little bow. <laughs> So looking, there will be no repercussions for none whatsoever. <laughs> stealing a police car and openly admitting it on police bands. <laughs> Nothing. Of course not. So looking at some money for opening weekend for this movie in night uh, let's see May 8th 1988 it made that can't be opening weekend. It says it made $174,000. That's that's pretty substantial for the 80s, I would think. But only 174000 I don't know. Maybe. Okay, no, no, that could be it. I mean, like you're saying, these aren't movies that were big. Right. These are just movies that we happen to watch. And yes. I watched it on VHS. So I'm assuming you watched it on VHS. Well, I, I had never seen it, it only. Oh, now. that's right. You had never seen it. Uh, it only opened on 170 screens. And it was uh, yeah, $174,000. And... In West Germany, in 1987, it opened up on 15 screens, oh. <laughs> and it uh, made 27,000 Deutschmarks. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know what the exchange rate for Deutschmarks to U.S. dollars is, but it Great. opened up in Germany before it opened up in America. It was huh. October 87, as opposed to America was May 88. So I think that's funny. Fair enough. Other than that, I don't. I, I couldn't tell you what their budget was because no one has bothered to update that on IMDb. I'm gonna <laughs> guess that it wasn't all that big. Was not high. There wasn't anything. I there were no special effects really. None whatsoever. So I mean, <laughs> still did a fantastic job with it. Would you recommend this to someone? I absolutely would recommend would this. You, rec you would recommend this? I would definitely recommend it. Uh, I think that's why I picked it. I said, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do this one. Absolutely. 89 minutes. Yeah. that's It was a pretty short movie. It, it really was. It, <laughs> it didn't need to be any but longer. But see, that's the thing about the 80s, too. Like, the 80s and 90s, they were, I, like... Movies, when they became... You have an hour and a half. Yeah. Get it done. Get it done. Or we're not showing it. Also, we can syndicate this movie on a, a TV channel that yep. plays movies 
with commercials, and that's going to be exactly two hours. You know what I was missing from this movie that's in almost every 80s movie? What's that? Well, first of all, like every 80s movie, have to you have to curse. It has to happen. Like... Once, twice, just throw out a shit. There was, yeah, there was no cursing in this. Well, there was. Was there? There was like one. Okay. There was like one shit. <laughs> but there were no boobs. It's true. There were no boobs in you this movie. You have to have boobs in an 80s movie. It's true. Like once. Just just one boob. A stray boob somewhere. <laughs> we even had a so whole locker was... room full of supposedly naked women and <laughs> not one stray boob. That, it was, they were all perfectly covered with towels. Very strange for an 80s movie. I mean, I you was a little, normally just see a, a boob show up in a random scene in an 80s movie for no apparent reason. Right? And like somebody's driving by in a car fast and some lady on the street's like, oh, my boob fell out. <laughs> just It happened. Just because it was the 80s and you knew you had to get one in there. It's true. <laughs> so yes, very strange. If you look at it on Wikipedia, it says this film, this film's themes include prejudice, identity, gender roles, and adolescence. <laughs> that is so yes right. obviously the 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 hatred for vampires was a analogy for race relations in the 80s yeah i mean race relations there was like gay prejudice going on very too. true i mean so i don't know that's all that's, kinds that's, of stuff that, trying to shoehorn that in there <laughs> oh no they knew what they were doing <laughs> they meant all of that what else can you say about this movie uh i don't know that i can say much i more. think we've said it all i i thoroughly enjoyed this movie even <laughs> not watching it as a child you know what let's go to i want to go to amazon i want to read some of the five star reviews for this particular yes, movie. All right. Let's do this. So we got. Uh, and there are quite a bit. It's like 87 I, I five only, star reviews. I, when I was purchasing this movie, I took a quick glance at the reviews and I saw like nothing but five stars except for one. One was like one star. <laughs> and I read that one. And really, the only reason why it was a one star is because they were like, this is bullshit. Like, they didn't update this at all. <laughs> it's like a straight reproduction of what I had on a VHS. Like, oh, so they're they're talking about the quality of the... Yeah, of they were the, talking about the, like the digital quality of this movie. And I was like, <laughs> okay, we're not going to remaster everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Some things are just going to get straight... The fact that this over. has a digital release <laughs> should be good enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. When we watched, we started, we rented it, and we were, we, we uh, streamed it. And I was like, "Oh, it's four by three. That's weird," <laughs> which is, was fine because yeah. the VHS would have been four by three, and exactly, it, you know, and that's why people were doing sixteen by nine TVs back then. I assume. I don't think there were any. <laughs> so we have um, East Cobb Mama. Oh, <laughs> her. The title of her review is. Cheese, glorious cheese. Oh, so right. <laughs> and it says, combine Tiger Beat with Degrassi Junior High and add a dash of Bram Stoker, and there you have it all. Uh, and there you have it. A neurotic Dallas teenager without the slightest hint of a southern accent being coached by Rene on how to be a member of the pack. Fabulously entertaining. I love this movie. A great popcorn movie. Fun, fun, fun. I couldn't agree with her more, although I don't know what Tiger Beat is. Tiger Beat was a magazine. Oh. Back in the day, it was a a magazine for teenage girls of all the hot boys of the day. Oh, so it wasn't made by Tiger Electronics. No, not Tiger Direct. Well, all right, fair enough. Tiger Beat. Um, Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know if I would really put Robert Sean Leonard on there as a Tiger Beat model. (laughs) <laughs> or a Tiger Beat uh, candidate. It's not a bad looking guy. <laughs> I think he's very plain looking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. Another short 
Oh, uh, we review. didn't mention that Robert Sean Leonard was also in Dead Poet Society. That's right. People might know him from there. Maybe. Which also, wasn't um, the guy who played, and we're going to get to this later, but the guy who played the, the zombie in My Boyfriend's Back, wasn't he also in Dead Poet Society? He might have been. Or am I getting, I know I he know. was in School Ties, and I don't know if I'm getting the two confused. Hmm. But, okay. I'm not uh, sure. Tanya Poole says, I loved it, or love it. Says, I recall watching this many years ago. My sister and I have been rewatching and collecting old stuff from our childhoods. That had towed this to the list. This existed before Twilight, and in my opinion, is better. And we agree. Absolutely. Very much so. (laughs) And then M. Hunter, another five-star review, says, Funny Vampires. One of my favorite vampire movies of all time. It's lighthearted and funny. The actors all play it straightforward, particularly Fanny Flagg. I'm I'm real surprised that there wasn't a sequel or two. And Fanny Flagg was the mother. Ah, yeah. yes. She was oh, Jeremy's mother. Kathy Bates was in this too. Oh my god, that's right. Just like a random as Kathy extra, Bates kind of as a barely a bu- step above uh extra as the as, mother of Darla, yes. Darla Blake. She totally like you see her and she doesn't look anything like what she looks like now. Nope. And she's just totally uh, shows up and you you don't know what I don't just know, that answers weird. the door and we both were like oh my god Kathy Bates <laughs> <laughs> so that's some of the great greatness that was uh, my best friend is a vampire these are some of the great things that we can you can look forward to for um, VHS gems we should be putting out. Maybe an episode a week, maybe an episode every other week. I don't know. We haven't talked about that quite yet. Eh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. So We already have ten episodes planned. We do least. have ten episodes planned. Just so you know, it's going to be a lot of <laughs> monster, <laughs> weird monster, monster comedies. alien, <laughs> all that good stuff. Oh, my God. So be prepared. So fantastic. <laughs> Uh, like we said earlier, this is VHS Gems on the Geekly Radio Network. I'm Mitch. You can find me on Twitter at, at agent underscore of the underscore bat. <laughs> Chris can also be found on Twitter, but you probably don't want to get hold of him there. You probably don't. I don't use that. <laughs> Almost ever. But it is at wizard, W-W-Y-Z-E-R-D. Three W's. Oh, that's why I said three. Hmm. You said two, but... I said four U's, so... <laughs> there aren't any U's? <laughs> what? There's a silent Q and an Epsilon somewhere in there. This no, is all very confusing. No, it's at www.yzerd. And you can look that up on Facebook to find him there. Yeah, I don't use that either. Well, you've got to use something at some point, <sighs> Do okay? Do I, though? <laughs> Or, you know what, if I can get him to actually go onto our website, geekeliteradio.com, you can go onto our forum, sign up for an account, and then you can talk to us there, or any of the other people from Geek Elite Radio. Yes. And we would love to hear your feedback. What do you like about this show? What do you hate about this show? What should we do? What Should we put more structure into it, or do you like this free-flowing uh, type of agenda that we have? I'll tell you right now, we're not putting any structure on this bitch. <laughs> well, there you go, people. 80s. Chris has talked. He has spoken, <laughs> and he has said there's no structure, and that is very 80s of him. <laughs> nah, we might put structure. Who knows? Who knows? I I don't know. I like I like the way Talk that we about did 80s. It. 80s, 90s stuff. <laughs> we're going to do whatever the hell we want. There you go. That's the kind of times we're talking about. <laughs> and... If you have any other uh, comments or questions, you reach us there or reach us on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash Radio. We're also on Twitter. We're also on Twitter. Geekleet Radio. That's right. And then you can download our podcast uh, from anything anything you want. About. Or you can, get, you can hear us on Stitcher now, which is awesome. That's what I hear. It's Stitcher. Stitcher I don't know is, what it awesome. is You should download the app. It's pretty cool. I have no idea what it is. It's literally Pandora for podcasts. What? 
That yes. sounds like madness. It sounds like madness, but it, it's very cool. It, it'll, you can go and find whatever podcast you want, and then you it will start to use its al- al- algorithms to figure out other podcasts you might like. What? Right? <laughs> I don't know if I have time for that in my life. We all have time for that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Stitcher, like straight up all the letters there, or is it like Tumblr? Where no, it's all the we're letters. We're dropping consonants and <laughs> no, vowels and not, stuff. It's not like Tumblr. So, I'm Mitch. And I'm Chris. Until next time, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.